What happened to you? I'll tell you my long sad tale. I just want to go home. It was the first worst day of my life. Where's my daughter? Where is she? You gave up on me! What's up, y'all? This is, uh, well, you know what it is. You clicked the link. You saw the title of the episode. This is Knights in Gotham Podcast. This is the Carefree Black Nerd review over CW, DC Comics, Batwoman, Batwoman TV show. I am one of your co-hosts, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd, and I have with me, like I do every other, well, every single episode, Sid Davis, the one and only host of the Social Introvert Podcast, uh, back once again to talk about episode five, man. Uh, I'm excited. Bam. Yes. Um, season one, episode five, mine is a long and sad tale. Um, okay. So first up, I did not live tweet. Uh, I had some issues. I, some scheduling conflicts that I did not foresee. So it kept me out the house longer than I intended. Came in, I thought towards the end of the episode, but I think I was like in the middle. So I said, you know what? I'm not even going to watch it. I'm going to just wait and watch it from the beginning on the CW app. Um, you watched it live though. What what was that like? How was that? So you you told me that. I was like, damn, bro. So I'm sitting there. I jumped on Twitter because I'm like, yo, I said, okay, I'm, I'm digging this episode. <laughs> and I was trying to live tweet, but then at the same time, I'm like, no, I don't want to spoil this shit to Rain. I don't want him to know. I don't want him to get like kind of you know irritated because he can't oh, watch it live. That ain't no. So I was like, shit. All right, let me chill. <laughs> Bruh, this shit, okay, I'm doing a review over um, 4400, A Light in the Sky, it's a podcast with uh, Robert Jeffries, comic book, jack of all trades, writer, creator, and all that. Me and him have been doing this show for, I think, two seasons. There is one episode that we both have agreed is the very best episode of the 4400, either overall or so far. I am going to go out on a limb and say this episode, episode five, is the best Batwoman episode so far. And if they don't get their shit together, it will be the best of all time. So they got 13 episodes, but then they got ordered for more. Okay. Uh, They got ordered for nine more. Um, So after the initial 13. Yeah. Is going to go on that break, so I'm, I'm like, are we going to get an even better episode for rather than episode five? I don't know. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I, it's no secret that I am a fan of Alice. I will say we are fans of Alice. Yeah. I think Alice yeah. is the best character on the goddamn show, or well, the most charming and and kind of not well rounded, but the most interesting. I think overall, and this did not disappoint. Um, no. I just did not disappoint. Um, when y'all listening to this episode and when you're watching Batwoman Live, use that hashtag KIGPod when you're live tweeting. And um, yeah, do all that shit. Uh, I, did, I did not live tweet, so there was no um, uh, poll of who was the MVP of the episode, so I don't have any of that. But I, I think it's clear it was Alice. 
period. Yeah. Um, so, so what's up? Let's let's dive into this creepy opening scene um, at a morgue where dead bodies are getting flesh cut from their thighs. Yeah, I was like, what? I didn't. You know what? Because I'm thinking this is a CW show, right? And when I think, I'm like, no, nah, they wouldn't go that far. For a CW show, they they kind of pushing it. Yeah. Because I wasn't expecting it to open mm-hmm. like that. At all. Or take place in a morgue and you got the flesh being cut. And I, I didn't expect that. I I didn't either. Um, And I didn't even... Well, we see that it is a woman, then we zoom in and it's Alice. And I didn't expect... I, I don't even know what I expected. When I saw that shit, that kind of fucked me up. So I didn't even... I had no idea of what could be what. Um, after she turns to the camera a little bit, do a little smile, cut off the light, we get to my most unfavorite pair of people, Luke and Kate. I don't like them together. I don't like Kate and Luke. I don't like it. Um, but they're discussing the the work of this morgue flesh killer or whatever and I think I think he may have said it's probably Alice or something. Or he mentioned it could possibly be Alice, and Kate got mad. Like, oh no, that ain't her. The the skin the skin pirate. Or yeah, yeah. She wasn't having it because I don't know. Okay, tell me this: with Kate and her relationship with Alice slash Beth, do you think? I don't think naive is the word, but I'm just using it. Do you think that Kate is naive when it comes to Alice? Or too naive when it comes to Alice. What do you What do you think? Way too damn naive because, um, especially with this episode, we get to see. Even me, I was like, "Why is she going a little too far? She kind of acting a little too extra until mm-hmm. this episode." And I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I get it." Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, Kate, with Kate, man, she's uh, she's a little too naive, and is to a certain extent where. I don't want to side with Jacob in his opinion. I don't mm-hmm. want to agree with him. But it's like you you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get it. I will say I'm back and forth. Every episode, I'm kind of on again, off again with Kate. Alice, I'm consistently yeah. a fan of. The beginning of this episode, I was not a fan of Kate. Towards the middle end, when like the big secret started unfolding. I was like, okay, this works well with the character. This works well with Ruby Rose and her acting. It All of it, it works well with her kind of dry personality. So it took a while for me to like really be on her side this episode, but I eventually got there. Who? but of course, Alice, that's my girl. Um, so Luke and Kate are talking. Kate's like, look, I'm going to take these guns, these weapons. I'm going to go and get Alice and I'm going to stop her. And whatever. Hey, and I was, before you get into what you're about to say, I will say this. It was like a a split second of where Luke was like, is that Alice? Mm-hmm. And Kate knew damn well that was Alice. And she tried to like, <laughs> cover it up and was like, no, it's not her. Yeah. Like real fast. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. You know yeah. You can I, recognize it with her. Yeah. I mean, she's, the, I don't know. Kate is annoying me because I don't one I don't like her relationship with Luke, but for I get the standoff, brooding whatever type of personality. But my thing is, you need Luke. You know that Batman Bruce is your cousin, 
But just knowing that's a family member doesn't mean you know how to work these gadgets. Doesn't mean you know. Like, this motherfucker took Batman's suit and tailored that motherfucker to fit you seamlessly. So, I don't like their relationship. I don't. I don't like the way they she talked to him. I don't like the way she's interacting with him as if he is the help. Because, see, Bruce don't do this to Alfred. And if we're mimicking yeah. Bruce, you know, no. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. But... And that's like the first person that I've seen remotely show any type of respect towards their butler besides yeah. uh, damn uh, the, the Banks family from Fresh Prince. Right, 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 right. True, true. Man, yeah. I'm, I don't know, man, but fuck that. Fuck her relationship with him. Like, if she, her and Luke can stop being on screen together, I'll probably like her more. Why? Like, the dynamic how I switched up this episode. Because mm-hmm. The energy Luke had with another character later on in the episode, I dig that better than. Okay, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. They just seem to be more interesting. Hell, but we'll get there. Hell, so we go to Alice's lair with her boyfriend. What is his name? Dogwood. What's his name? Dogma. Dodge. Dodge. Dodgson. Okay, which is that's a very waspy name. They're talking. She talking. And I like that, though he's been set up as kind of like her love interest, I never saw him as her equal. And she pretty much, she gave me a very, and this may be me just because I'm on the outside looking in, I don't know the specifics, but a very like BDSM dominatrix vibe. Because it's like she, you tell that they're together, she like him, but I feel like she don't give a fuck. Like he could be around or he could be gone. And she's very much in the more authoritative quote-unquote alpha role when i see them together i i imagine the same interactions can be had if the genders were reversed and it would read the same so i don't yeah she's big dog team alice i didn't i didn't think see i was thinking she was going to show him a little bit of sympathy Mm -hmm. after him being gone she did somewhat yeah kind of Ended that with like a like basically a, a threat, yes, a light threat, yes. Motherfucker, you told on me, I'm gonna kill you, nigga. I just like, <laughs> yeah, she is uh, something else. So while while she's kind of I don't know, sweet talking her, I don't know, boy toy, Batwoman comes in and whoops the ass of everybody, each and every one of the Wonderland gang. This is the only thing I don't like about Alice is the Wonderland gang. I get having foot soldiers and people were just pawns, but I feel like I don't I don't I don't know why they're there. Alice is a yeah. wonderful character, but I don't I don't see I don't understand why she has this cult following. Like who are these people? If they're the other orphans in the orphanage, that's fine, but explain that. Like I don't why are these people who cannot fight risking their lives to run with her. Right. So it's so she can accomplish the same shit without them. So that's how I feel. Yeah. So bad. So what do you think about the choreography in that fight and Batwoman coming Batman in and a better, a much better fight scene mm. mm-hmm. uh, this time around? Because that that fight between her and Alice the first <laughs> time, I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, the yeah. other fights where she faces off with the Wonderland gang the first time. Was mm-hmm. like, eh. But it was it was all right. I didn't mind it. Yeah, this one was a hell of a lot better. Yeah, no, I agree. I liked and I liked her costume 
when it was like just the whited out eyes. Let me see. Like when they, the, the final frame of her in her suit, that, that should look good. There are a lot of, I would never want to live in Gotham. After the ass beating that they took, Alice wakes up handcuffed, just like her boyfriend was like hanging from the ceiling by her wrist. And, uh, Kate talking shit. And she's talking about you, you hit three morgues. You, you the skin pirate chick. And, you know, uh, and th this is what made me mad. And you tell me what you think. When Kate, like, straight thing out the gate was like, yeah, Dotson, Dodge, whatever that nigga, your boyfriend told us you had plans with a mouse. Like, it was just yeah. like revealing all her shit. I was like, man, Alice, why are you telling her all this shit up front? We don't even. I think, you know what? I am minded. Um, is is the same thing in the Dark Knight mm -hmm. where it, was, it looked too easy for Joker to be caught and mm. he got caught like he broke out? Yeah, yeah. That's what that reminded me of. Even sitting in that interrogation room with Batman, that's that reminded me of that. Okay, I can see that because eventually, okay, yeah, we we realized this wasn't. Alice is three steps ahead of everybody else on this show, and that. It's honestly the thing that has me such a fan of hers. Her and her her one line. Every time she's on an episode, there is like one phrase that she says. And the one in this episode, when she said something to the effect of, "I used to dream of you in my sleep, but it was the hunger that woke me to realize it was a dream." Something like that. And she said that shit like two or three times in the episode. The Adventures in Wonderland. That's another quote. But it's they they're they're weaving it in so expertly with the character that even though you're saying it's from Alice in Wonderland, it's a repurposed line. That if they could put the care and energy into Kate's um, dialogue, and well, everybody else, hell, like they doing with Alice, I think this show would be ten times better. Like. I, I love it. Let, let Shonda Rhimes write a couple lines. Let, you know, I, I don't know, shit, Tyler Perry, big waterhead ass, right? So, like, t let some other people, because Alice is killing me. I don't give a fuck. I know I'm just, I'm like a fan just going up, but I am. I'm a fan of Alice. I, I, I was wondering why. I was like, why is this chick, like, who is she? Or why is she so damn, like, good on this show? And mm -hmm. then, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, we find out that she was on the old Birds of Prey TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that she's just going all in like she is. I yeah, mean, she's familiar with it. So. Man, she I is. I like how they do enter those lines from that uh, that book. Yeah, and, and the thing is, there are enough Batwoman, not even lines in comic books. Like, there's enough of her in animated um, properties that you can pull. You know, and I don't want to. I don't want to bash Ruby Rose like, oh, she's trash. But maybe she just can't deliver the same way. She doesn't have. She's not captivating for me. She's kind of boring. Did not have to speak in John Wick Two. You said they did not yeah. ever speak. Yeah, she was a mute in in John Wick Two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But her act to fight, she can fight. Yeah. And she's a, a pretty one. She's beautiful to look at. Okay, not reducing this woman to her looks. But, like, in combination with her being this character, she's beautiful to look at. She She's hit or miss a lot of times with me. Um, I, I, I still think she's doing a decent job. But because Alice, if 
Alice energy was just a bit lower, I would be like, okay. But because she's such a larger than life character, I just yeah, it, it makes it because she outshines her own like her boyfriend. That nigga means nothing to me. Like, like you weak. Um, but the nigga that we sh- showed up this episode, now I want to know more about him. You know, so oh, when I took her in, yeah, like I'm, yeah. She just has a more interesting life, man. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Alice reveals that somebody named Mouse uh, found her after her crash, and I, I don't. They they just get a heated uh, conversation. So. Because Alice is not giving Kate the answer she wants, she calls her dad, and she's like, I'm going to let him know I'm with you. He's going to start tracking the phone, so if you want to, I don't know, eye for an eye or whatever, you got to start talking. Oh, man. And I got a problem with that, too, because it was like, he's going to find out that she's Batwoman by doing that with her threatening. That's why I was like, what the fuck is she doing? The whole time. I'm thinking, okay, motherfucker, well, if he could just track your phone, you'd be in the Batcave like it's nothing. Like, how we know because Alice, because you are in town and Alice is such a threat that he ain't already just tracking you just for the hell of it. I don't know, man. He put that security detail on uh, um, Mary, so why the fuck? I don't know. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I did like the whole like sisterly bonding aspect of this episode. So that, regardless to how I feel about Kate, I did enjoy that. Um, Alice, you know what Alice reminds me of? She reminds me of a novel, like a um, what's that white dude um, who did Kiss the Girls and Alex Cross? Oh yeah. She. Damn. What's his name? The it's one a, did the books based on uh, Alex Cross? Yeah. Why is this escaping me? Um, but y'all know what you're talking about. Use the hashtag KIGPod. Let us know. But she feels like she's in one of those Kiss the Girls or Alone Came a Spider. Her character, Yeah. she seems like she's in a whole nother show. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm going to try to tone it down. Cross story. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm a fan. Uh, but so it feels like she's in a different different show, even her backstory. So we pretty much through this conversation between sisters, this road trip of sorts, we get the origin story of Alice, not of Beth, but of Alice. And like you said, this being a CW show, I did not think they would get as deep or as dark as they have. Um, I got something that I've been asking for, which is, kind of Easter eggs and other episodes that lead up to current ones. So remember her um, as uh, Beth walking downstairs in the basement, seeing a a face in the tub or some shit that paid off this episode. Um, Also. So while they're driving, Alice is telling Kate about what happened with uh, the bones and with uh, Catherine paying off um, agents to say they were her bones. What are your thoughts on that part of the conversation? Uh, but you know what? Because Kate, we shortly find. Well, I didn't realize that she didn't like Catherine. Mm. I wasn't really aware of that. Yeah, so Mary 
made mention of that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I don't know, because Kate didn't really emote well with that. So no. So it was kind of like, she was like, whatever. Mm, I didn't. anything from that. Yeah. I'm, I didn't. I didn't like it because of that reason. I didn't think Kate did it. Like even if even if you hate Catherine or if you love Catherine, it just I don't think we got much of a response at all, and that's a problem for me. Because again, it goes back to Ruby Rose, man. You you, you could st- you got to step your game up, sis. You can't be. I just I don't know. There's about to be just something, and then she reveals that she was like, no. Like real dry, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like emote or something, man. man or something. No, for real, because because by the continuity of the ep- of the show, Catherine, who has been in your house for 15 years, is the reason why Alice is the way she is. Like it's you, at least adjacently why the like I don't know, man. But whatever, we get the backstory. So what happened was randomly, Beth woke up. In this house with this little boy and this, like, grown man. And they're talking about, you know, you're that little girl from TV or, you know, you fucked up. And my son, we were fishing in the river and we found you. The police are on their way. That was such a terrifying, like, okay, so he's presented as this nice guy, you know, that helped her. And I was waiting for the police to come to get her. Even then... That was very uncomfortable because as an adult, if this were to actually happen, this is set 15 years ago. So in the early 2000s-ish, even I'll even say 99. That being said, police are everywhere. Like you, it, 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 yeah. Um, they, the, they, see, in that time, even back then, if they found her body like mm-hmm. that, um, she would have been taken to the hospital. Yes, he would have not taken her ass to the house. Yeah, like, hmm. yeah. So I kind of knew I was like, this, "This Ned Flanders looking ass nigga." Bam, he this sure does. He look creepy as hell. I didn't know what to think. Yeah, I've seen a little boy's hair. You got the hair, long hair covering half the face. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we about to get just real shit. <laughs> oh man now this was good so and we this even this family is interesting like and i don't mean to keep bashing kate i'm not i'm gonna try not to do that but these two new characters who have just shown up have me more interested in their story and what's going on with them than with some other people on the show like i wanted more of what the fuck they had going on um so Beth is scared, asking for her parents. Lil Johnny and his father is just in the room. Um, and at this point, I don't no, I want to say Kate didn't believe her, but Kate wasn't. I guess she was like anxious to get to the end of the story. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Man. I, I don't know. Uh, so we go to Sophie and Jacob. And they're trying to trace the call. Sophie got this big ass triple fat goose jacket. This shit is huge on her. Uh, how did you feel about Sophie this episode? She was alright. That's okay. Was all right. Then we on the same page. We on the same page. Then I was like, 
You've been getting on my goddamn nerves, but this, I was okay with this. Episode one through, oh, yeah, all these, these F-ups. And I'm just like, nah. Yeah. Like, wasn't it episode four that just, I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. And I yes. have been out too, but this series of events kind of redeemed her a bit for me. I'm still on the fence, but it's redeemed her for me. We go from there to Mary and Catherine talking. And, okay, though she did some shitty stuff, shout out to Catherine for getting in front of the, the like, she, this motherfucker is going around Gotham, like, I want to tell you before you hear from somebody else, like, she must tell every goddamn body what she did. So she, um. That guilty conscience. Yeah, but she, like, she ain't slowing it down. She, like, okay, this shit bound to come out. Uh, but she's walking with Mary their, I don't know, Gotham City Square or some shit. They bought some water. And she's like, look, you know. And the funny thing is, she was telling Mary what was going on. But Mary, being so naive, kept kind of flipping the story. Like, she kept making assumptions as if, oh, you know, who at Harrison Cosmet, where the fuck she work at, who would do this and this and that. So, Captain broke it down to her. And Mary gave the performance that Kate probably should have. Like, I just... <laughs> God, tragic. Bruh. Um, yeah, she's the real victim in all this. I mean, true enough, Alice and the Kane family is. But, like, Mary's just a young girl, loves her mom, gets this blended family, loves her family, only to find out some Tyler Perry shit your mama then did 15 oh. years ago and then fucked y'all over. Um, <laughs> God, I feel so bad for her. Uh, so we go from there to this biker diner bar, which is where Alice is picking up the rest of her story. I will say, this show did a good job of getting me so invested that I didn't pay attention to the sleight of hand. So I'm not even going to act like, oh, I, I saw that coming because I didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, Alice begins to tell the rest of her story. And... Okay. Alice begins to tell her story, and she uh, orders two beers or two wine or some shit, and Kate's like, no, I don't drink. So she tells part of her story, and then when they come out of the flashback, she's like, oh, I think she's going to have that beer now. That that was cool. So how did you feel about Alice's backstory, being that this is a CW show? I was surprised because, I don't know, you know what, there is, uh, this is what I'll give, um, Supergirl credit for, and this was recent. This is with uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Olsen. Mm. There's an episode where he's dealing it's like PTSD mm -hmm. type shit. It's like a real deep episode. I'll give them credit for that. It was kind of that's the vibe that I got with this show. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. I didn't expect for the story to go that way. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they come out of the flashback, and then Kate's kind of looking like, what the hell? Like, she was shocked off of what she was hearing. She's like, all right, we'll take that beer. Yeah. Yeah, that's the part that had me fucked up, because I'm like, man, yeah, she she did that. This storytelling, all of this, they, this was damn good. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I think that this... This show, this episode in particular, really teeters that line of CW versus like DC app or HBO or 
whatever else. This was a very. This very, is just the way the the flashback was set up. Just mm, that mm. entire setting. Get, and then how it, it just it kept escalating to get creepy. Yes. Yes. Damn, this ain't really. This ain't CWB on most of the time, mm-hmm. but you know, surprise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It um it really made me uncomfortable because. I, I try not to think like this, but I was like, are they going to have this man yeah. abuse her? But it, it wasn't that, but they did a good job at making him so disturbing that you, you're like, um, horror movies are good because they show less and your imagination fills in the blanks. So I think they did a really good job with his character in this instance. Because we don't know what the fuck Allison been through. Yeah, we're seeing Beth, but we're not seeing the transition. Like, we're seeing the beginning stages of her becoming Alice, but we're not seeing that full transformation where I'm knees deep in this Wonderland shit. Um, so, that shit was crazy. Um, we go to another flashback, and Johnny, uh, Johnny's dad and Beth are upstairs in his kind of loft area with this big-ass TV playing. And the news comes on, and the news anchor's like, yeah, we still looking for that little girl. <laughs> and he's, he's like, I thought you said you called the police. That's where it got creepy for me, though. Yes. Like, oh, uh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> God. Johnny's yelling at him. Let her go. He's talking about Johnny, shut the fuck up. And we go downstairs into a room. A basement. Yeah, yeah basement room. And he throws her in there and locks the door. And uh, look more like a boiler room. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird because there's a window in there. I mean, she's a child, so she can't get up there. But there's like a window in there. Um, but this is where Alice sees or Beth sees that face in the water for the first time, and freaks out. And that's when she gets Kate to get a beer. Now, what I like. I'm not a psychiatrist. I, I've been to therapy. I don't know the ins and outs. But knowing that this is the beginning of what we're seeing now with Alice, how well young Beth played her part, how well everybody around the basement scene played their part as well, makes me, and I, I don't say what y'all want to about me. Y'all know I'm Team Alice, but it makes me want more of that. Um, I'm not going to go so far as to say give her her own show, but I want more of that because that to me is more interesting than the flashbacks we've gotten with Jacob and Kate and their present day story. I want more of that. Yeah, I, I really want to see some standalone episodes. Yeah. With Alex, like, you know, flashbacks of what, you know, what was going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. Leading up to how she is now. Whew, cause this this is some bullshit. And then to, to think about like a woman, a little girl dealing with, and this what made me uncomfortable. And I was like, is he gonna abuse her? Because he said Johnny is awkward. He doesn't have any friends. He needs a friend. But I was thinking like, are you pairing them up? Cause it didn't seem like oh y'all are gonna be siblings. It felt like you're the child bride. Well, not child bride, but you are the you you and him are matched together now because he does he's too awkward for anyone else and that even yeah. even if she wasn't wealthy beth kane just any like 
first of all, any child dealing with that, but this young girl being rescued from a car accident, and then I just, it's just, I watched too much ID channel, because this shit was like, <laughs> this shit was fucking with me, man. I was like, shit. Um, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, all right, man, what they about to do with this? They about to get into some weird shit. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And I was scared. I was scared for her, man. I ain't even going to front. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, but see, I like her. I like her. Uh, so we go to commercial, and then we come back, and Mary, okay, I have thoughts, but Mary is kind of drunk-ish, slurring her words, crying, emotional, and at first I didn't know where the fuck she was, but then I realized, well, I'll tell you why I didn't know where she was, because I've never seen anybody else in this fucking place but Luke, so this big white man who's also part of security, who... Where the fuck you been the last four episodes? This nigga is pulling her into the lobby, a penthouse or whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah, she's insisting she's related to uh, Miss Kane. So all of Batman's security is incompetent? See, I was in my head thinking, I'm like, where the hell did this big Goldberg-looking dude come? Yes, yes. Like, Stone Cold. Why Apparently Luke is security. But that's the only type of security that we've seen. Some dude with a taser gun. Fuck this. And this big old dude come in, dragging her, saying, oh, she's assuming to be related to Kate. And I'm like, where did this dude come from? That. And where you been all these other times when Luke was getting his ass beat and where people just walking in this motherfucker. Additionally, I didn't like that subtle racism he was giving, talking about claim she's related to Kate. Oh, because she's Asian? She can't relate to this white woman? Motherfucker, why yeah. would you bring her into the building? Like, I, I caught that too. Because, yeah, Mary's Asian, but the fact the way he said yeah. claim she's related to Kate. I'm yeah. Like, I was like, this ain't, motherfucker, this ain't cool now. You gotta, the optics, you gotta kind of be aware when you're writing people of color into these spaces with white folks. Um, so Luke's like, oh yeah, I got it from here. Thanks, Carl. Sir, Kate whooped your ass. Um, what's that chick from the last episode with the the Catwoman? Magpie, Magpie whooped your ass. It, everybody been breaking in this motherfucker. Why would you? I tell them stay here with me because I don't know who else gonna whoop my ass on this motherfucker show. Um. So yeah, he Carl is the dude's name. He walks off, and Luke to me was trash. Like you, you giving her, you giving Mary a lot of, a lot of negativity. That if you had a, if you didn't want to be bothered, you could have said, "Take her ass out of here and been done." Like you, it's like he's shucking and jiving for Kate. Because even in this space, he's like, "Well, I don't know. I'm Kate's assistant. I mean, a, a affiliate. I mean, I don't. I mean, like what? What? Yeah, he could make is, his mind who he was, and it's like, like spit it out, bro." I don't, I don't know. I mean, he obviously come around soon because he gets better. But initially, I was like, "What? What the fuck even is this?" There's, are there black people in the writers' room? Are there Asian people in the writers' room? Like, who's? There may be. So no shade. But so this is where Mary hints at Kate not liking Catherine, and maybe that's why she's avoiding her is because her mama didn't did this horrible shit, and her and Luke walk off, and that's that. Their storyline is that they're working together. They're well, he's babysitting her, so to speak, while looking up at the skin pirate. Okay. 
Um, we move on to Sophie and Jacob. And if there's anyone out there who's been in the military, Marines, any branch of service, or been a police officer, um, please tweet me and let me know about this scene. Because Sophie says something like, forgive me if I'm overstepping bounds, I'm sorry to be forward, or some shit. It was like, sir, um, is everything okay? And I was like, now, that was a whole... I thought she was going to say, how big is your dick? Like, that, that was a lot of, like, rank-pulling type shit just to say, are you okay? And I... No, they don't even... They don't even do that. Like, majority of the people in the service, no matter what branch it is, they talk to each other. And that's the reason why they can relate. They're like, okay, we're mm-hmm. Army, I'm Army. You Marine, I'm Marine. Mm-hmm. Air Force. Okay. It's almost like your brothers, sisters, doesn't matter. Like, you can open up and talk to them. They're going to relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean. Including the, the, person, the leader of the platoon, it doesn't matter. So it's like. Why the hell does she gotta go through hurdles and hoops just yeah, that was, that was weird. That was weird. I'm willing to forgive her for some of shit like that because of the end of the episode and how she kinda handled herself. But Sorry. this Jacob is a bitch. I don't like that nigga. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Because while him and Sophie are in the car talking, he says something to the effect of we're gonna get Alice's DNA and and test it and see if that's her and this and that. And I'm like, I so just we're gonna let science tell the truth. I distinctively remember in either episode two or three where Alice took a knife and sliced her hand open to give you DNA to yes. test to see if she was your daughter. But now because yo and this ain't got. I'm still on the fence with Catherine, but now because Catherine, albeit she is your wife, Catherine has come and told you I lied about such and such. Now all of a sudden you're trying to jump through hoops. Like I feel like this only making me more of a fan of Alice. And it's giving it gets even better, man. <laughs> We're gonna let science tell the truth. What come on? That science didn't tell the truth last time when they tricked your ass into thinking that some animal bones was your daughter's bones, dumbass. You are one. You are part of the most wealthy, elite families in Gotham, and you mean to tell me one of your kids plus your wife at that time dies in a car accident, no bodies are found, and you just let a motherfucker come in and say we found bone fragments. It was your daughter, bitch. If for nothing else, I want them. I want to own those bone fragments for myself, so at the very least, I can cremate what's left of my child. Nigga, I am the top one percent in this damn city, and I'm just gonna let this motherfucker tell me, "Oh, these were her bone fragments." Fuck out of here, and then I'm gonna marry you? Nah, bitch. <laughs> I'm not a fan, Bro, man. Just, I'm trying not to laugh because that line. Yeah, and then. Later on in the episode, what happened is it makes me laugh. I don't even want to jump ahead like that, but yeah. right, I think I know what you're talking about. Fuck Jacob, fuck that nigga, <laughs> fuck him, fuck like I'm even. I'm you know what the thing is? I'm more upset at that nigga than I am at Catherine 
Like, I don't know what her whole motives is. Maybe they were pure, maybe not. But, nigga, that was your blood child. It ain't even like, oh, my, maybe your wife I can almost see. Like, okay, because that's your wife. But this is your child. Your blood, bone, DNA belong to you in the larger sense of things. But, like, you... We're walking back. I'll be talking about this shit the whole episode. Fuck Jacob. So we go back to the uh, diner and she, she Kate, asked him, how did you survive? And then this Hannibal Lecter dude found you. And then he got you as prisoner and he didn't want to kill you. Just asking all these questions, um, which I think are legitimate. But uh, when Alice said, oh, I wasn't a prisoner, I was a friend, that fucked me up. Yeah. Because what do you mean? What? That's why I was kind of confused when she said that. It, it legit confused me. I wasn't like sitting there, oh, I got it all figured out. But when that line, mm-hmm. the way she delivered it, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what is that supposed to mean? Because I'm guessing because how everything was built up. Yeah. Um, how the dude introduced himself. I was creeped out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, I do watch a lot of ID Channel and True Crime, so I, I kind of got the, the Munchausen. Is that it? What is that? That's when you, like, fall in love with your captor. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I got that. I said, okay, maybe that's it. Maybe she just really... Because if you if, if we're looking at this as real life, this would happen, I, could, I can see how she would easily, especially at that young age, fall into this... Not easily, but they, if you wear her down enough, this space where now I'm going to embrace these new people as my family, even though it's it, it's grown out of trauma and out of deceit. Because one, I love my real family. I don't want nothing to happen to them. But then I'm under the impression they stopped looking for me. So here's these people, though, however horrible, they still are treating me well. Like it, I can see the yeah. the steps. That and Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, maybe that's it. That's what I was thinking about, I think. I think that's it. <laughs> Again, I'm not a doctor. But um, her, the scenes with her and, and Mr. Mister Johnny Dad, whatever, very, <clears throat> I don't know, man. He's always towering over her. And then the thing is, and this is kind of jumping ahead, when you see his body language and his mannerisms, he's always calm and collected with yeah, the children. But when the adult man came to the house, he was shook. I mean, understandably, yeah. because he was doing bad shit. But like he was, he was like almost manic. So I don't know. Um, I wondered if he was like the Mad Hatter. Like I wondered if that was if he's that character. But you know, maybe not. Uh, maybe I was reaching. But I'm, hey, look, I wouldn't. And I would be okay with that. I don't think Mad Hatter has shown up in any Batman movies that weren't like animated, right? Not that I can think animated of. Series, that's about it. He showed up a couple times in the animated series. That was it. Yeah, so if they that's one of the Maybe. Rogues Gallery characters that I would be I wouldn't be upset if they used him because it's like And then he did have some sort of like characteristics of the Mad Hatter, just mm-hmm. real frail and kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you remember that animated episode of Batman, when they, his, the introduction to the Mad Hatter. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think he so. He was upset 
the girl, but he was really quirky and yeah. just uh, But yeah. And that's that character that we got on Batwoman is he's the same way. Okay. The fact that you do that out there, who knows? I mean, he might be. So I'm uh I'm interested. I'm interested to see. Uh yeah, I'm interested to see. Now this is where we find out that Kate has been drugged and she passes out. And uh, I I think I was okay with Ruby Rose's acting right here because I mean it's like you're drugged like it's, it's it's not too hard to mess that up but she um she's like oh what did you do to me and here she go waving spirit fingers and shit so again this is why I love Alice she is so many steps ahead of everybody else it is sickening like how does though she has been warped and had traumatic shit happen to her at her core she's still a cane how is it that she is so capable of doing this elaborate plans and shit but your your father and your sister are just falling short what the fuck i just i look at it as them just getting lost in the sauce after all, what it means. Ooh, man. I'm going to say it again. Y'all going to hear it a bunch more times this episode. I am a fan of Alice, goddammit. She is... She, she, she's real deal Holyfield. No, I, <laughs> um, yeah, that motherfucker is wild. So I, wonder, I would really like to talk to that woman. Um, what is the actress that plays her? If I could sit down and talk... Just give me five minutes with her. I just want to like pick her brain. What is... How did you get into character? What makes you, you know, is it the experience with Birds of Prey before? Is that something that makes this so much easier? Or is this even easy? You know, um, a lot of people who do method acting or, hell, even um, just think of uh, School Days. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's a 1986 or 87 movie. Spike Lee, one of his first films, I think second or third film. And it's about Greek life and college life on a black college. But there's a lot of colorism in there. And with making that movie, it's reported that Spike Lee took all the lighter-skinned cast members and put them in very nice living quarters, and the dark-skinned cast members put them in not-so-great, so that when they did have those head-to-head arguments and fights on screen, it came across very authentic. So I'm wondering, like, what did you do to get into this role, you know? like, Yeah. I think she was... I know she was Dinah Lance. Okay. Okay. Black Canary, huh? Yeah, Orange Birds of Prey. See, now I have to go back and watch that. That's The Birds of Prey from the 90s, that's on CWC. Do you know? I think it is. The, the Birds of Prey show? Yeah. Yeah, it's available now to stream. I don't know where, though. I think it's on um, I think it's on CWC. I'm going to definitely look at that. If I don't do anything, we'll watch maybe two or three episodes because I want to... I want to I want to see her when she's green because I'm thinking like is it a is it a, a situation where the way I feel about Ruby Rose playing Kate Kane now is that maybe the way that the Alice actress acted in the Birds of Prey like did she just get better over time or was she like great back then so I think I'm going to do that is uh, check out an episode or two of the uh, Birds of Prey. I recognize her in some other stuff, but the fact that she, the way that she just gets lost into playing Alice. Yeah. Like the way that she's willing to go over the top is just like. Yes. Like, 
Okay. Bruh. That's why I said, and I think it was episode one or two that we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, episode two. I was like, I would rather see her play Kate. Yeah. Because I, I even think, and oh, this, oh God, I know it's going to sound bad, but I even think when it comes to like the lesbian and romantic aspects of it, I don't, I didn't really li- like, okay, so with Reagan and Kate, I like them for what they were, but because we got like a succession of scenes with them together and we got this kind of smaller arc of Kate realizing she can't have a regular life, the looking back on the scenes with her and Reagan, they were okay, but I think an actress like Alice probably would have sold those a bit better. Um, now, I'm not a lesbian, so this could probably be wonderful for those in that part of the community who watched it but seeing the difference in acting styles i think even that would have felt killed that yeah because i don't i don't buy kate and reagan i don't buy the chemistry i didn't i didn't buy any just like with her and sophie i still don't but i i accept it for the show but i don't buy it it's not that's what i'm saying like i could like literally i could think of Sophie and if the actress that plays Alice, mm-hmm. if she played Kate, yeah, and, you know, in the flashback, that was that would be more convincing to me. Man, way more convincing. Uh, I mean, Ruby Rose, I, I've been sticking up for you all these years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ra- Rachel, hmm. Rachel, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to pronounce. That. Rachel Scarson. That's who yeah, she that motherfucker. She did that. Um, I'm trying to look at her filmography and see what else she's done. But um, Fifty Shades of Grey, Lost Girl, Batwoman, Rain, Birds of Prey, Marry Me at Christmas, Beauty and the Be- Hold the fuck up. That ain't her, is it? From remember the Beauty and the Beast TV show from back in like the early um, like mid 2000. Is that her? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I remember. I remember the TV show. The Vow. Uh, it was like one or two seasons. It lasted. The Red Dress, Angels, Angels in the Infant. You know what? Let me stop because this is. I'm gonna be looking at her shit forever. So all that being said, she's a good actress. Hell, um, yeah. So we we move on to Sophie and. Sophie and Jacob, they've gone to where the signal stopped, so apparently Kate has maybe turned her phone off, and they're at the backwoods diner or whatever, and all of a sudden, the Wonderland gang come out with their guns, shooting. I'm okay. You know what? Okay. This is why I have a problem with them. When y'all are together, you know, y'all this like militarized unit, you're doing your thing. But you just get picked off so easily. It's like the putties from Power Rangers. How are you? I didn't like that scene very. There's only one thing I liked about that scene, but what's that? Oh, uh, Jacob going in. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was fucking with it. I was. Like, yeah. Homework. My dad just start beating dudes' ass. Oh, like, okay. But no, um, they pull up. Wonderland game pulls out, you know, they just start <laughs> artillery, heavy artillery weapons. And yes. start firing off. Like, yes. I didn't hear this shit before. Uh, that. It, was, it just looked like a sloppy gunfight because mm-hmm. it didn't look like 
anything, you know, Jacob and Sophie could hide behind, they both would have got shot up. Yeah. Because that pickup was not covering them at all. Yeah, in that big-ass jacket. Giant-ass propane tank in the back of this building. Is that normal? Been, we, we've been around, huh? Is that normal for a bar to have a big-ass? Well, yes. That, okay. What's not normal, though, what isn't normal is shooting it and having that small ass explosion. I mean, I expected that yeah. thing would have blew up the restaurant. The whole block. Yes. The yeah. entire area. And I'm like, <laughs> fam. I said, but you know what? It's, oh, it's all right, man. It's bad. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but still, that was... Um, I think the editing was bad. Well, let me not say bad. Well, I, I didn't enjoy the editing with this gunfight because I feel like it could have been chopped together a bit differently. Like... When they first came out and pulled their guns out and Jacob grabbed Sophie and put her to the ground, I I think it's like when the camera shot them, it may have been like the director said action, and then they shot them and then they like it it wasn't smooth to me. It should have been like a, like a shaky camera type thing going on. Something because this like, and then he run around with cameras and shit. I don't know, but you, like I said, like you said, it's bad woman. So this, these critiques aren't things that's pulling me out of the show to like hate it. That's not it. But it's just little things that I think could have been improved. Um, but yeah, when Jacob got his old ass on top of Dogson Daughtry and started whooping his ass, I was there for that. I said, "Still fuck you, nigga," but I'm, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Um, oh. <laughs> Sophie seems out of place, and I don't want to keep like tearing her down, but maybe maybe I haven't seen enough black women as police officers or in certain roles, because it's not that I feel like she doesn't deserve or is good enough for the role, but something about the, her aesthetic, like the way she looks, a lot of like her jacket looks huge, she looks, she doesn't there's a movie that just came out recently. Is it Black and Blue with that black girl with the dreads? Like, when I saw her, I haven't seen the movie at the time of this recording, but when I saw her in the trailers, she looked like, okay, I, I, I can believe she's a cop. Even Angela Bassett in, uh, what's that, 911 show? Mm-hmm. Even seeing her, because I haven't seen that either, so forgive me, but um, I've, I, I heard, I heard she was damn good in there. Um, but when I see her, she, I think maybe because Sophie looks like a baby, like she's soft. Sophie is tiny, bro. Yeah, and it's not that she yeah. has to be hard or masculine, but I honestly could buy Ruby Rose Kate as a cop or in this role than before I could. So she just looks like a like a soft little baby, like them filters on uh, Snapchat that made you look like a baby. That's the hell she looked like. She's like a child. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my biggest complaint with her. Um, aesthetically, she just looks like a kid. Um, we still ain't seen her husband since. Well, that right there. Can we, can we talk about that? Where the fuck is this husband at? It's just not that subplot, bro. They've just dropped this shit. They ain't even saying like, oh, you know, I, um, Like, okay, perfect example. When she asked him, is everything okay? And he was like, you know, me and Catherine are going through some shit. That would have been a perfect time for her to be like, well, you know, I I understand not to get too personal, sir. But, you know, me and 
Chadwick, where the fuck she fucking went? Me and the husband are dealing with some stuff. You know, that's why he took that assignment in Metropolis for a month. Like, something to humanize her a bit more and then explain why the fuck this nigga ain't never around. Right? Bruh, he is never here. He was here for two... To argue in the elevator, to fight with her in the in the ring, to show up in episode one, and to interrogate Kate on how she knew his wife. Like, yeah, this nigga getting the short end of the stick too. What the fuck? He... Oh man, I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, we go back to Wayne Enterprises where Luke is. Googling, I don't know what that search engine was. It just says search. <laughs> and I'm cool with that. But when you work for Wayne Enterprises and your security, I feel like Google searching something is beneath you. Like, out of all the Batman iterations I've seen, I ain't seen nothing but some high tech shit when something was being searched. I. Even if you Google with a hologram, that would be... I'd be like, okay, he, you know... Nigga, you just Googling on your laptop. That's not... Yeah. All right, fam. Um, so he's doing this while uh, Mary is making herself a cocktail. And he's trying to call her an Uber. Um, she is very... I don't want to say dramatic because I feel like that's a negative connotation, like she's in the wrong, because I think that her reaction is very much warranted. I hope this spills over into episode six. I hope it's just not like, okay, the episode is over. I'm happy again. I hope that's not the case. Um, But Mary is just venting, like, my life is fucked up. My mom is a bitch. Uh, Kate is not fucking with me. And you weird, Luke. So, I don't know. What What do you think about their scenes together? Their, their, uh, yeah, their shit. I, I like, I enjoyed that better than I enjoyed the whole Luke thing, man. Cause mm-hmm. the thing is, she's just talking down, Kate talking down to Luke is just, it's bothersome. Yeah. But then it's, when it comes to Luke, Mary, it's more of like a, I don't know, it's, it's only a brother-sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree, I agree, I agree. And same thing with, uh, and not to, not to bring up other CW shows, but like, no, go know, when, when Curtis, or Mr. Terrific, mm-hmm. and um, Felicity, because they hung out a lot and worked together, okay. it was kind of like that. Yeah, I um I enjoyed them. They they got on my nerves, but but when they got on my nerves, it wasn't that oh this is just terrible. It was more or less like oh these are like bickering siblings. So it wasn't like they really did annoy me at times. But I was very much like okay this this is it. This is what I want to see more of. Um, I still am a hundred percent going to shout from the rooftops that Mary is the victim of all victims on this show. Yes, Alice had a troubled backstory and she dealing with all this. She that's that's true. I'm not taking that away from her. But for all we know, Mary is a young girl trying to live her life with her blended family who loves on her family hard. 
she has a fucking secret hospital that she runs at night while also going to school in the daytime and being a socialite. Like, to find out that your mother was a horrible person and that your family's falling apart, but even more so with Alice being introduced and by way of her being introduced, bringing Beth back into their life, she even says it here, like, I found out I actually have two stepsisters. Like, I have to deal, like, there's all this shit that I'm having to deal with. And then the shit with Sophie, like, fucking bogarting her to be her bodyguard. I'm like, she really, if this was real life shit that happened, she is getting the short end of the stick because of everybody else shit. This ain't even her shit. This day shit. Not to mention that nigga who came and tried to kill her in her, in her hospital. Like, Mary... That when she was like, she started spazzing out. She got mad because she realized where Kate was. Yeah, yeah. And she was mad at that. Yeah. This woman, I think her name is Nicole. I think we said her name was Nicole. Her act, the actress's name. She is good. I want to see her more. I need to look her up and see if she's been in other things. But even though. Her issue with Alice was Kate and Alice. I think it 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 made sense. It was reasonable for the scene and for the story. Um, but she was kind of wrong in the sense that Kate was trying to take her down. But that doesn't matter because, like she said before, not in so many words, but Kate never treated her like a sister. You know, she's like, I've been here, fan of yours and the annoying little sister, or whatever. But she's you've never. You've never seen me as your sister, and that's a problem. Like, yeah, your sister was quote-unquote dead years ago, so I'm not trying to replace her, but I'm also here, you know? Yep. Oh. I love me some Mary, too. So, I love Mary and Alice. So. <laughs> um, and she starts going off on Alice, like, you know, how many people have I murdered? How many people have I killed? Like, I, I have been poisoned. <laughs> Um, they also mentioned the Arkham Asylum breakout, which, well, that's not, well, that happened, and because of that, we get a new, a new character, but that's one of the things where I, I wish they had have brought up, but you know what, no, I can excuse that, because I think Mary says something about all the, the wealthy, um, elite people of Gotham, cover that up or something or the government or something um yeah so alice is planning something big she is she has kate chained up in that same room that she was chained up in as a kid and she's like you know i gotta get you off the table me and mouse we got some plans we got some shit going on um and the, the we ain't even got to the best part of the story this shit took me down alice explains that she, with her little fingers, was able to pull a, a nail from the wall, the wooded parts of the wall, and uh, unhook the door, whatever, and get out, which was all convincing. I think the shit that she did was stuff, I'm like, okay, you know, this. it wasn't like I was 10 and I lifted a car. It was like reasonable stuff. Um, yeah. She kind of crept upstairs. I thought she was going to use that nail to kill that man. That's what I thought. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking they were going to take it there, too. Yeah. I mean, shit, why not? They did all this shit, hell. Um, so she gets out. 
And she slowly walks up the stairs and she goes into, I think, the kitchen where there's a phone on the wall and she calls her dad. And he picks up and they talk for like a second, maybe two. And homeboy Ned Flanders, like you said, <laughs> pops yep. up, takes the phone, hangs up and says, if what he say, if you're if anyone comes looking for you, I'll kill them. Yeah. What the fuck? Right. I don't I don't even know, man. Because it was that entire time he was just he had this demeanor of just being nice. Mm-hmm. And just at the same time he's being nice while he's saying that, so it's just like, oh my god. Mm. And then he he take her back down to their basement. Yeah, locked her back up again. Yep. And ugh, I just I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know, fam. That just that's terrifying. Um, so we come back to present day, and you have. This is the other part that made this kind of heartbreaking is that Kate says, I remember that day. I remember that phone call and that the the police did not believe us. And for all the shit that I talk about Gotham and about Batman and about how they only really fuck with wealthy people, this seems kind of out of character for Gotham's police or whatever to not take them seriously when they have a tip about like that like that didn't make any sense to me because I'm thinking y'all are what I was confused as hell I'm like what do you mean the police didn't believe because anything with a serious caller I understand yeah it's Gotham City uh there's like a bunch of crooked people running <sighs> rampant but I mean but bring that up I'm like no I don't know about that on top of that not even be funny all bullshit aside you know how the world feels when a little white girl goes missing. So you ain't about to tell me that wealthy, pretty little white Beth is missing. We get a tip, and the government is like, I don't know, we're it's a prank. What? Um, that sounds like a lie. Um, but she said we got there in about an hour. Um, tell me this: How do you feel about young Jacob? So the Jacob that we're getting in flashbacks. Does he really look that young compared to present-day Jacob? I, I understand what they were trying to do. What I was hoping for is because, you know, a lot of filmmakers are warming up to de-aging. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to happen. And the fact that I didn't get to see the younger version of that, I was like, mm-hmm. damn, man, that's, that's whack. Mm-hmm. But he don't look no different from Yeah, at all. And no. but do they got the budget for de aging? Like is that? No, they, they yeah. Um, and I was okay with it because I'm like, okay, when you hit about 25, 32 up in there, you pretty much look like how you gonna look like. I mean, outside of gaining weight and losing weight, you pretty much are what you look like. So I'm okay with that. What's crazy is Supergirl has the they they have the budget for de aging. Hmm. The one black, well, not the one black character. It's more black characters. Uh, John Jones, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, the the only black character that gets treated correctly. He like he's supposed. To. And he's black. Um, that nigga looks. He got the features. I've seen him. I said, "Oh, this is a black man." 
This is yeah, a like black the man. They, they treat him how he's supposed to Okay. Him, and I'm happy for it. But um, there's some flashback sequences about his brother mm-hmm. between his dad. And then they show the younger John Jones. And you can tell it was like a younger version of him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I thought they were going to do something with that mm-hmm. on here. But Oh, oh well. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay w- without it, but yeah, I was like, oh, this nigga. After we seen Tony Stark as a fucking twenty year old, and what was that? Uh, Civil War. Then, yeah, uh, yeah but no, he, he he was cool. So he rushes in. He being Jacob, and um, the dad. Okay, well, we just skipped over a big part. We find out that this guy Johnny, this little boy, can mimic the voice of anybody. And so, uh, which I thought this was very smart of the show. So, Jacob rushes in, guns blazing, and Mr. Johnny, the dad, is trying to calm him down. Like, you know, this is what happened. My son, he um, he called you and played a little prank. And he had the boy mimic Beth's voice. And you could see Jacob kind of fucked up. And he was like, okay, well, uh, how did you even hear her voice? He was like... It was on TV. Something he said. What is? Oh, I don't know. The news is like a, a, a clip of a home video. Yeah. I was like, this shit just didn't got too creepy for me, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and he did it, and I just feel like if this storyline had played out on a more serious, not more serious. I'm sorry, a more drama show that could actually go because this was good. This was really good. It was exceptional. For this, for the network, and for the type of show that we're watching, but oh, if we could have got some like Greenleaf, uh, fucking Tyler, not Tyler Perry, uh, fucking uh, Shonda Rhimes, uh, ER, NYPD, like some. Hmm? They not written no Greenleaf drama, bro. That's... <laughs> Look, man, I, my mom loves that show. Yeah. I wasn't watching it at first. Mm-hmm. Just I would be over mm-hmm. over there, just kind of viewing to see what's going on. Yeah, the drama on Greenleaf is wild. Is yes, <laughs> yes, the fuck it is. So that shit. Woo. Um. Yeah. So while he's dealing with that, um, Kate, and this is the part that broke me even more. Yeah, Kate walks in. She's just walking around. Which that. I'm 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 okay with it because they were there for that reason, but I was like, oh, this is scary. Um, so she's walking around the house. Worried about it too. Mm-hmm. I was worried. What the hell is she doing? Yeah. Like, it it made me feel like um kind of like um us in the fun house with um yes. Jordan. Yeah, it kind of gave me that feeling. Um, and she went down those stairs. And she goes down the stairs. Beth is locked in the room. Beth kind of gets up. She feels something. She hears something. And Kate is, this was so strange to me that you have gone the extra mile. And I know she's a child, but you've even walked into this man's basement. There is a door here. And I don't think she ever once tried to open the door. Nope. She just, her hand reaches out like that. Yeah. And the camera kind of like 
pans, oh, well, not pan, but slides yeah. into the next sequence of you seeing Beth reaching out too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she, yeah. Back in the door, like, something crazy is about to happen. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I would have been cognizant enough to be like, Dad, Mom, there's a door down here. Like, or something. And she says, Beth. She calls out to her, and Beth, remembering that that man said, if they come looking for you, I will kill anybody who comes looking for you. The love of her family is what got her in this fucked up situation, and she's crying on the other side of the door. That little girl played her mother. She earned that check. Um, she cried. And the editing for this part, where baby Kate walks up the stairs, the camera is showing kind of a wide lens or whatever, wide shot of her feet going up the stairs. Immediately as her foot goes out of frame, adult Alice walks out, and it morphs from the... Oh my god. Fam. I Bruh. Yes. Go ahead, man. Yes. Oh man. Cause I'm a sucker for camera shots like that. Yeah. I, what are you talking about? And then now I remember. Yes. And fam. Yes. Kate walking out and then you see the older Beth just kind of you know, walk around yeah. and then look up at her as she leaves. Mm. That's dope. More of that. Then it it transitions into present time yes. where Kate is chained up in that room. I'm like, yes. Man, yes. Give me more. Yes. This is why I was like uh, on the recent episode of my podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I'm looking for. Yes. Yes. I watched it. I just got through watching it. Okay. I, was, I got it again. Whew. I tell you, man, again, I think this is one of those shows where I'm hoping they keep up the good work and because even the things that I have issue with are not enough to make me be like oh fuck that show Sophie I, I'm not gonna stop watching because of her my on again off again love of Kate that's not gonna stop me Alice alone is enough for me to show up then you got um Mary and then what I'm hoping is gonna be a better Luke eventually has me like okay I'm gonna tune in um I just want I want this I'm you how are they going to top this episode? And I'm not even being funny. How? That camera got alone. Oh, it, oh, I said, there goes the older Alice. I'm like, oh, okay. I said, that's kind of tight. Mm-hmm. But then it transitioned to present time. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, that shit was dope. As hell. They've never done anything like that in this show. I would have remembered that. That was good. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, Yes, yeah, so I want more shots like that. I want more sequences like... Even maybe it, it worked so well because it was a flashback going into present day, but I just I want Alice is just more, more interesting. That's it. I kind of like look at the writers of each episode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. And it seems to be the reason why it, they have different writers. Mm-hmm. But to be the fact that we got what like episode two and three. Yeah. Are the ones who did episode five. Hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah. So they've had completely different writers for episode four, and we see what we got from that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. One of the writers that were on that wrote episode two, three, five, or they did the pilot as well. So. Hmm. Okay, I kind of see like a a chain of events going on. Well, basically, 
picking which are the better episodes. Yeah. Okay. Or fits better together as writers. Yeah. Each episode. Yeah. Okay. Fam, it was completely different people on episode four. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They came back strong with this because this shit. I don't. I I would even venture to say that if this if somebody was new to the show and didn't want to watch all of it, I would say start with this episode um, because you get a you get a backstory about the biggest villain. So if you do go back and watch it from episode one all the way through, it should make more sense. Um, you get all the key players. Um, Really, this would have been, I ain't going to say a great pilot, but I think this would probably be a good episode to tell somebody to watch because everything is pretty much contained. It's not a, you get everything you need to know through these flashbacks, through this story, and then even Luke and um, Mary's interaction, though you don't get a lot of Luke and Kate, you can still kind of... You can see what I mean. I don't know. I just this is my favorite episode. Shit. Period. Yeah, that was for me, man. I got late onto Arrow around season three, mm-hmm. and what drew me in was the the love triangle on the island between uh, Oliver Slade and uh, what's her name, Shadow. Okay. And then it, you know, of course, you know that the whole love triangle thing breaks up, and Slade hates Oliver now. He wants mm-hmm. to kill him. You know, slowly becomes Deathstroke. But yeah, I was like, okay, they got Deathstroke on the show. I think I'm gonna watch. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Somebody to start, or tell them to check this out, and then they like what they see. Go back from the beginning. Yeah. 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 I think that's absolutely right. I think that is smart. So, if y'all who brand new, or you got some folks who you want to get into Batwoman with you, tell them to watch this episode, and if they like it. Start from the beginning, or hell, just keep watching hell, and just yeah, that's what us as comic book um, connoisseurs, we already know you can't always get the full run of certain of certain books. You just got to get in where you fit in. You got issues seven, eight, nine, ten, then twenty one through forty six. Like you just gotta figure it out, man. <laughs> I can't find a damn. Uh, they, I think they just started it, but it's the comic where Mysterio. Gains, uh, he he acquires the symbiote. Mm, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm mad as hell because I can't find the first two mm. issues. Now you probably could get them on Comicsology, but to have a physical copy, I don't I, know, fam. You might be. This shit is crazy. Yeah, I, there's a guy at my job who has the either all the issues up to date or like five or six issues of Absolute Carnage. And, like, they're bagged up and boarded, and they're just, like, at his desk. Like, they're all, like, displayed, like, pictures of his kids. Like, they're just there. And I'm thinking I might need to try to figure out where to get in because I'm hearing nothing but great reviews. And I've never really been a fan of Carnage or Venom. Like, I was a Spider-Man fan. I like the black Spider-Man suit. But past the animated series, I wasn't into it. But it seemed like, you know... It's getting traction, so I might have to uh, check that out. Yeah, yeah, as of late, I've been hearing people talk about Absolute Carnage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have to check that out. So we go back to my favorite brother and sister, Luke and Mary, and they're um, talking about the Arkham breakout, about some dude named Jonathan something who got out, the skin hunter, pirate, whatever. And 
I like them. Um, I want them to go on an adventure together. I want them to have to do some shit. Oh, uh, I want that so bad. Um, like they did. Yeah, uh, I'm here for it. I want to see Luke in regular clothes. Not that I have an issue with him in a suit, but I want to see him in regular clothes, like doing some shit, like fighting and whatever else. Because right now he's giving me like generic token black guy. And I don't really like that, but laughter because somebody, I think it was on YouTube. Someone said, like, "Man, he ain't nothing but a discount uh, Curtis from Arrow." Probably and so. Think, well, you know what? Curtis did dress normal a lot, <laughs> and then eventually Curtis learned how to fight. Mm-hmm. Like they gotta, they gotta do something with Luke. Yeah, yeah, they they do because this. I'm so happy that black man is getting his check, but I'm like, man, do do better, do better. Uh, so, oh, okay, so Jacob and Sophie turn the truck around because he know where they at. Um, which this thing kind of odd to me, and this goes back to me thinking Jacob is a horrible person. But if one of my daughters was kidnapped, no, no, I'm sorry, one of my daughters was quote unquote dead, and then. I don't think I ever would have forgotten that house. Like, there's no way on earth I would have. All right, check this out. I'm listening. I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Check this out. Bothered me. He, all of a sudden, I remember where he's like, I recognize this place. He turns the vehicle around, right? Mm-hmm. He turned the vehicle around, and instantly I'm mm-hmm. thinking, hmm, all right, Alice in the beginning of episode two. That had to be the same house. That's what I. She had the old couple. Yes. And so they they kill she she kills the old couple whatever. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Everybody clears out the ones there. Uh, the crows, Sophie and Jacob show up at the house, and he looks distraught. He looks traumatized. Sophie said, "What's wrong?" He's looking around. Said, this is the house that Sophie grew up in. So when you get to this episode, mm-hmm. barge in, then you get, I guess, conned or bamboozled or fooled. And you're kind of confused. You're like, uh, okay. And you're like, all right, well, maybe she's not here. Maybe it was really the boy that mimicked the girl's voice. Mm-hmm. Or my voice. Why would you? Oh, my God. It's another plot hole. <laughs> another one. Because in episode two, you literally said this yep. is the house. Yes. Yes. Yep. So in this episode, I'm trying to put it together. I'm sorry. No, you got it. Come on. So you barge into the fucking dude's house. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. It was really the boy mimicking the girl's voice. Mm-hmm. And you just leave. Yeah. But in your head, stuff you knew in your gut that she had been there for 15 years. Nigga, yes. So, I'm really trying to put this together. Yep. I'm sorry. You got, no, you got it, because we here. Yeah, no, because again, you are a horrible person. This is the same house. It has to be. If you're aware, that table, alright, so yep. the, the camera, not to get, not to get anal or Come anything on. like that. The freaking table. Mm-hmm. Right? And you know where the camera transitions into present time? Yeah. Alice had 
Kate chained up. Mm-hmm. We see the table, right? Mm-hmm. That is the same table with that decorative, mm-hmm. uh, the, the little decorative yeah. tablecloth. Yeah, yeah, that paisley shit or whatever. Yeah, lace. So, use between episode two and episode five now. If you're aware that she grew up in that house, what? I'm sorry. Let's let's continue. No, I'm with you. I am a hundred percent with you because that's exactly where I was going. It's one thing to have been conned and to walk out 15 years ago. There's another thing for two episodes ago when you were so convinced that Alice was not Beth for you to say this is where she grew up at. Well, then why the fuck have you... I would have put surveillance on this house the moment I stepped away with Kate in the car. I don't give a fuck of, oh, he can mimic voices. What bitch is the fuck that got to do with me? You can mimic voices? Episode, we're going to let science tell the truth. Yeah, Damn. yeah. You know what? Let's continue. Yeah, yeah. So, this nigga walks I'm trying in... to YouTube to do a video because we doing this podcast. No, by all means, because we can link it. Hey. By all means. Go ahead. Cause... Because I'm watching a lot of other reviewers. Uh-huh. And they're not... So. Oh, boy, take it away, Nick. Take it away. Right. These motherfuckers... Okay, so Jacob is the worst dad. <laughs> ever the world's worst father he's worse than any absentee father there has ever been because motherfucker you are there with access and and money at your fingertips so him and alice have a confrontation she did that scene this motherfucker i'm trying to trying to because i'm watching this as we're recording i'm trying to pull the scene up but he says where is kate alice says where is kate is she okay has she done her homework has she seen a doctor has she seen enough like she's going like she is she said i'm so sick of it she pulls that switchblade out and she <laughs> whatever the fuck that is and yeah, she with the butter the butterfly knife Okay, that. Y'all, look. Y'all know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking You're that. That shit? She, oh my God. Y'all, this, see, okay, so she is, she's holding a knife up to her wrist, I believe, or her hand or something, and she's like, pretty much, you told your men to kill me, which, oh, oh God, okay, there are layers to this shit. So she's upset, of course, at the shit going on. Okay. But there are some there's there's these two different storylines with Alice that are going on. It's her past and her present. But her present encompasses both the past and the present storylines. And so she vents about Kate and his love of Kate. But then it's like you in present day, not back in the day, but in present day, you so fucking hell bent on being right and and you've you failed me so many times in the past. That you, though I am a villain and a criminal, still have people trying to fucking kill me. When you knew in the back of your head, deep in your heart, that I was your fucking daughter. Mm-hmm. And and then another slap in the face. My father left me, stopped looking for me. Then he married a bitch who lied and said that I was dead. So even if Catherine didn't kill me, you essentially assisted with killing me to my home my own family but then you went along with the shit and you married this motherfucker and you made her my stepmother so 
I'm Team Alice. I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. I'm Team Alice. That just that just hit me in my head, man. That just dawned on me. Now mm-hmm. I'm irritated. Go ahead. She told him, nigga, you never cared. Which I think is the truth. And because any say what you want about black people, white people, Mexican, Asian, whatever. I have a hard time believing that when you got well in I don't know I don't know everybody's different but when you have people who in the real world have lost their children, cousins, family members, spouses and have gone to their own grave looking for and holding out hope that that person will come back and they never stop looking, you talking about a, a white man with power and access beyond measure. You're also within the Martha Wayne level of affluence and 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 um and access that you would stop looking for your daughter. We're not even talking about your wife who got decapitated. Did you ever find her body? Like Jacob is trash, man. I'm I'm not a fan. You bring up the whole real world aspect of that and. You know the TV show America's Most Wanted, hosted yeah. by, mm. I can't think of his name right now, but his son, Adam, went missing that many years ago. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Adam came up with code Adam. He never stopped looking for that boy. Mm-hmm. Inspired him to do what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. He's still doing And they ended up find, finding the remains of the boy's body mm-hmm. several years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. So, in all of this time. And that motherfucker was grown when I was a kid. Because I remember watching America's Most Wanted as a child. So. (laughs) Like, to the real world aspect, it's like, okay, you're Jacob Kane. You're related to, you know, Thomas Wayne. Mm Mm-hmm. There ain't no way in hell that you just gonna give up and just... And... My thing is, even if you aren't yourself personally out looking for it day in and day out, you are wealthy enough to employ people to do that. You, I guess my my issue. Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just saying he's the head of Crow Security. So the fact that you don't have surveillance. Say that. Say that. My issue comes in with the backstory. The fact that. Okay, I'm going to say Catherine is evil. She told you these bone fragments were your daughter. Okay, cool. But you could have went the extra mile to test them yourself. Because I'm thinking, if you, if even if a motherfucker who I like, my best friend could say, this is your, your daughter's bones. Okay, I'm still going to, for my peace of mind, do this shit. Okay, so whatever. I, I'm going to halfway forgive you for that. But then we find out today or whatever at the time of this recording, you walk into a house where your daughter called you and you never looked into that shit. Like even the area where they say they found the bones. Kate said, we already looked over there. You talking about where that's where they found them. I would like you completely forgot about your daughter. Are you not sentimental enough to like. Go back to this place where they found her bones, or go to the bridge where the car accident happened. Like, it's to me, it looked like, oh, you just pushed her out of your life, made your daughter get over it, and you, you even sent your other daughter halfway across the world to raise this other bitch kid in the house. Like, 
Make it make sense. Make it. Fuck him, bitch nigga. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of blowed now. I'm about to do a whole uh, video essay on this. Black hole. Bro, your mood has changed. Black Continuity errors exist. Can't yeah. get away from Avengers Endgame had him. Mm-hmm. Even as great as that movie is, it's yeah. dope. But, fam, something that cra- how in the fuck are you aware that she grew up in that house? Yes. Oh no. And I'm sorry. It, no, because it would have been different if that had have happened in reverse. So if we had have got the flashback of him running up to the house in that first, what was it, the second episode, and then got this is where she grew up in this, this, I, I just think that just makes him look even worse. How do you know she grew up here? You know. So I don't know. Uh, or you could have said this is where I last saw my daughter or something, but to say she grew up here is like, mm, I don't know, nigga. And then what does the orphanage have to do with this? Because we still ain't brought in that orphanage from Burnside. Like, is that, you know? Ooh, fuck. Um, so Jacob yelling at Alice to put the knife down. Uh, he's like, you know, we could talk about this outside. And she says, you know, you don't really care. You never care, which is true. Like, I think, and okay, I'm going to get a little deep, and this, y'all may think I'm reaching, but art imitates life. And this is why I think that the writer's room is, does not have a lot of black people in it. I feel like the show has set up Jacob to be the victim. They want us to be like, oh, but he tried, and, you know, at every turn something happens. So he's just as much the victim as Alice is. And I'm like, that's not the case. So I feel like there are maybe like um, straight white men that are in that room or something. Hmm? Flashback. This is the same dude who got up, tried to get up quietly, woke up, and saw young young Kate mm-hmm. mapping her. Mm-hmm. And tried the best he could to pull it away from her without waking her up. Yeah. You ain't care, cuz. Yeah. I don't, so I feel like they want us to empathize with him, but I can't. You are a horrible person. You have access beyond measure. You are a white man. You have wealth. And you, you seem, it's, especially because they're making him know so much stuff. I'm still stuck on, oh, this is the house she grew up in. Well, how do you know that? Because you can't know that, but then turn around and say, oh, I didn't know that Alice was Beth. That makes absolutely no fucking sense. Then you gave... And then she fucking gave him some DNA, what, episode... Two, I think two or three. Like, she cut her hand open to give you that bloody knife. So, all these crocodile tears he shed and talking about, Beth, drop the goddamn knife, makes me think that even if she... Even if he had found her and they had grew up a happy family, I don't think... I don't think Jacob would have been a great dad anyways. Mm. So he called her Beth, and that that kind of fucked her up. I think he gave her pause. But even with him calling her Beth to me, at first I was excited, but then I'm like, you're trying to disarm her. Why are you calling her Beth? Not like, and then the fact that now you're willing to accept that I'm Beth after we've it's come to light that your wife has lied and put my deer bones everywhere and said they were me. After all this shit I've done. It's something that other people do 
that make you realize that I'm Beth. It's it's you trying to control me, which makes you call me Beth. It's you being in this fucked up situation looking for my sister, not even for me, that makes you call me Beth. Motherfucker, we've been playing cat and mouse for five episodes. You ain't called me Beth once. Nope. So, nope. fuck that nigga. Um, he go in to hug her. And though I saw this coming, I didn't see it coming. I, I, cause I, I was like, I, no, you didn't, no, okay, I, I, well, okay, nope, what you're saying, I'll say I didn't see it coming, but when it happened, I was like, oh, that makes sense, because when he said Beth, and it, like, fucked her up emotionally, I just knew they were gonna, like, walk out a happy family, I don't know why I thought that, but Kate, no, Kate, excuse me, Beth, Takes that butterfly knife and stabs this nigga in the stomach. Hard. Um, how he survived, I do not know. Uh, <laughs> she stabs this motherfucker in the stomach. And then, like, gathers herself. Does some shit. And just like, hmm, okay, well, I'm back. While she's doing that, Sophie is walking around in this shed or something. Uh, she hears Kate's voice. And it turns out to be Johnny as an adult, and they get to fighting. What do you feel about this choreography for their fight? She beat his ass, bro. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, Sophie. That's what I was like, all right. You did all right. Yeah. All right, I'm rocking. Yeah. A little bit. Yes. Is, uh, and I, she... I can understand the, the choreography with this fight because it's real dark. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad at all. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Now, that happens. She pulls that homeboy's face. It just oh. flies off. Um, that shit was... Th- that's why I said I wasn't expecting this for a CW show. This, the degree... It's very, like, borderline camp and rated R. It's very... It's like teetering that line. And I love it. Uh, so, so... Hmm? Oh, no, yeah. I was saying, pulled out his face. She saw that shit and took off. Yeah, oh, yes. And that's the most, oh, and I hate to say this, but that's the most black girl I have seen her be on this whole show. Because I'm a whole police officer, but this shit, this shit right here, nigga, this for you white folks. I'm out of here. She booked it out of that fucking shit. <laughs> so she do that, and then Kate, like, has gotten out of the whatever, which was weird to me. Only because Jacob and Alice had argued in the upstairs of this building. Kate got out of the basement of this building and was like outside. How would she not? There wasn't any other exits unless she crawled through that window, but they should have made that be known. Like, why? How was she outside now? She was just in the basement. Exactly. I don't know. Mm. Um, But she stopped Sophie. And Jacob is crawling on the ground to this gun, which I was like, why is there not more blood? She stabbed him in the stomach. Where is the blood? I this episode, honestly. I don't know why I thought that. What happened? I, don't, I thought he was going to die or something. Me too. Because she stabbed him in the stomach with this long-ass blade. What? So... You know, most shows they do this, they you know, they write it for the show and then it turns out the character is fine, but at that moment, I'm thinking, oh shit, Jacob's about to die. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. Um, which in this I love. So Alice is kind of crouched down over Jacob with the gun in his face. And Kate shows up with Jonathan, Johnny. And she has a gun to his head. And when she pulled that gun, I was like, okay, motherfucker, you ain't going to do shit. Like, I know you're not, you not about to kill this man. And Alice knew that, too. She was like, oh, you know, we both know you ain't got it in you, but you ain't going to do it. Then Sophie comes in, and this is where I was like, okay. Okay, Sophie. She said, oh, but I'll, I'll do it. She come in with that shotgun, pointed at uh, Johnny, and they switch partners. They're like, all right, you know, that fuck it. You know, for, for us all to walk out of here alive, we got to switch off. And they do that. And no one dies that day. Which, why didn't Jacob die? Why didn't he bleed to death? Then this nigga talking about, Kate is her. That's Beth. Yeah. If I was Kate, I'd be like, that, yeah, that, nigga. We're going to let science tell the truth. And then it's really her. It's Beth. I'm like, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, dad. I know that's her. I've been telling you this shit for the last fucking month that I've been back in town. That is my fucking sister, stupid. I I hate him, man. Jacob is the worst, man. He is the... He is just the worst. Think, uh, so, to an episode five's continuity, yeah. just the way... It, now he's gotten more irritated with Jacob. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. Is this your king? Is this your crow? Shit. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> he is trash. I hate him. I hate... I hope he died. The, the character, not the actor. I hope he died. <laughs> Kill that nigga off. No. Um, and this has me thinking even more. Um, I'm mad at Batman. How did you not figure out who Alice was? Or not even that who Alice was because she may be new. She may have popped up in the three years he's been gone. But how is it you never found her? Like, this nigga got contingency plan for contingency plan. That's why I think it's kind of BS how they're writing him. I yeah. think it's a bunch of BS. Like, there's no way that this man's calculation would have been off from saving him. Yeah. It, it, Something had happened. Something. Like, why is so, he gone? Why is this nigga gone? Why the calculation's off? You know, you've been gone for three years. Well, okay, you Batman, you gone for three years. But why is also Bruce gone for three years as well? Like, why did you get rid of both uh, parts of your personality? I don't, something in the water ain't clean, and I don't even know what it is, because... That's something they should have saved Hush, or, my bad, Tommy Elliot, mm -hmm. for later episodes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I can, I can see where they would have used him, because you want to go big, but his arc should have been two or three episodes. It shouldn't have been just that one. Let him be, they should have let him be the catalyst of why uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne disappeared, because yeah. that... Story, bro. Yeah, and bro, that would have even been because when did Bane break his back? Was it after Hush? Yeah, that was Nightfall. And so that's when he was going like for a while, right? Am I wrong? That, yeah, it was a while. As a matter of fact, yeah, that that would have worked to its advantage too if they wrote that in some type of way. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if if he had that continuity in the comics of being gone for a certain amount of time then whatever storyline came prior to that, have that already have happened? I don't know, but I went and got No Man's Land. So, look, like the beauty YouTubers. <laughs> so I got the first the first uh, volume, so I'm going to try to work through this. But, yeah, like, 
they, I don't know. I, I don't know if they know what they do. Well, they need a Kevin Feige. They need a Kevin Feige to piece this post-crisis CW shows together in a way that makes sense for both new people who know nothing about the comics and the comic book readers. Because I think he's doing a good job over at Marvel. Like, you need somebody who's like the gatekeeper. Well, that has a negative connotation. The, the... Well, yeah, the, well, the gatekeeper of this stuff, like, to make it all make sense. Even if you don't make them all tie into each other, but do it in a way that's going to also push comic sales. It's so ridiculous because they're even pulling Kevin Feige into Lucasfilm now. R- really? Wow. It's gotten that bad. Oh, yeah. Um, but... D.B. Wise and David Benioff, the fucked up Game of Thrones. Yeah, um, there's that. They went to Star Wars. They were expected to do a Knights of the Old Republic story. Mm-hmm. And um, they do, actually, as of last week, they quit. They're not Good. Trilogy, Good. That's a trilogy. Uh, Ryan Johnson, he, I think he's out now. Thank God. Um, and then the guy who did the Solo Star Wars story, mm-hmm. on Solo, or he's out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they really don't have a leg to stand on. But why put him over Lucas? Why, why do why not get somebody who is the equivalent of a Star Wars fan like he is and put them in a position? Because at this point, ain't you, I don't want to say you're spreading yourself thin because this is what you're getting paid to do, but that makes I no sense. At the same time, when they, you know, them all gone mm-hmm. or being left from Lucasfilm, I'm thinking it's Kevin Feige cleaning house. Okay. Time that makes sense. What you're saying is like you spread yourself a little too thin now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They should get somebody. I don't know. There's tons of motherfuckers. Even the diehard fanboys who hate representation. I'm sure they could even piece together a better. Not to say because I'm not a Star Wars fan, so that's my caveat. You know, I like the few movies I've seen, but I'm not a, a, a stan. It just seems like there's so much lore there because I know there's comic books, there's novels, there's the original continuity versus when certain shit got taken out or retconned to be away. Like there's a lot there, much in the way that Marvel and DC has eons of of um, material, and with Star Wars shit being just from 1977, so they aren't that old, but they have so much um, IP. Get somebody to Get or a team to do that versus. Yeah, now that you say that, because the Mandalorian, who's the oh John Favreau, is the director of the Mandalorian. Okay, okay, that's interesting. John, you know, he did the, the Iron Man. Iron Man one, like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which I don't think he gets enough credit for that. I don't think he does. Right. I, I I think he needs to get a bit more. Mm. How Mandalorian works out. Mm-hmm. John Favreau may be next in line to take on Lucasfilm. Mm. Like, hey, that be so bad. Just don't try to add comedy to it. Don't try yeah. To- yeah, no, no, I get yeah. that. You know, because, I mean, I'm cool with Marvel having their comedy. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. But, yeah, so. Hmm. 
Well, that has been um, Disney Plus Corner. Make sure to <laughs> check out yeah. the app, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, get it here free. That oh shit, man, we need a, a code for that shit. Uh, um, yeah, so we go back to the world's cutest siblings, uh, Luke and Mary, and you know she apologizes for being you know so drunk and crazy, and he's. You know, pretty understanding. I don't know where they got this big-ass pizza from. Like, is this a thing that Gotham is known for their pizza? Because that would be a cool, uh, like, running gag. Hmm? That pizza was big as the fuck. On joke, um, with the Arrowverse, Mm -hmm. there's a place that they all like to go to called Big Belly Burger. Hmm, okay. And I'm thinking this would have played... To some type of thing in, in oh, that one, but yeah, I, but uh, big ass pizza, so it's like oh, that was fucking okay. huge, man. That that was like that was like rims for a tire. That shit was big. Uh, so they part ways, and then Kate is overlooking the bridge, which is the bridge where Alice's um, caravan exploded, and her and her dad talking, and I don't give a fuck about what they talking about. But then we go to some interesting shit, which is Alice. And Johnny in, I'm assuming, the orphanage. And there are candles everywhere burning. Who took the time to do that? Um, and they talk about the Arkham breakout. And, he, and she was like, yeah, I never visit. No, no. Johnny was like, you never visit me in Arkham. And she was like, well, you already know. If I walked in that bitch with, like, a fucking cake with a saw in it, they would lock me up, too. Which makes sense. Um, and they start speaking in fairy tale riddles. Or some shit. And then we get our final flashback where Johnny, as a child, knocked on the door. And though Beth was pleading to go home, he slid an Alice in Wonderland book under her her door. And he, she said, I want to go home. And he's like, yeah, you know he won't let you. She said, but you can. His response is, maybe, but I don't want you to go home either. Which... This is some fucked up shit all around, man. This is some right. shit. So, Johnny, from what I know, he's the skin pirate. Yeah. Ten. Okay. Yeah, because like, that's what she was still in the skin for, was to make him a new face. Which, I'm like, why does these faces keep falling off? And how are they even being adhered to his face? And I know it's a show with not a huge budget, so I'm not going to look knock them too much for this. But... Honestly, he didn't look that bad. Like, the makeup to make his face look disfigured, he doesn't... It's not like Harvey Dent degree of disfiguration. He... And and let me tread lightly because I know there are people who have conditions and whatnot. And so I'm not saying, like, he's a, he's a more acceptable person because he isn't... I, that's not my ministry. I don't, I don't have that type of life. But I do know... And for the show, for the, what they're going for, he doesn't look like he would even need a mask, a, a face mask. That's that was silly yeah, to me. Much of an issue with him, wrong? Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't think so. I thought he was okay, but I'm hoping. Because remember earlier in the episode, Alice said, "Me and Mouse have plans for Gotham." I'm hoping they come with some. Three or four episodes of just fucking everybody up. I don't know what it is, but that's what I want. So, um, 
She said, I can help you become anyone you want to be. And once we're done with daddy. Now, she didn't say once we're done with my dad. Because she's referencing Johnny like he's a brother. She said once we're done with daddy. That's what she said to, to Jonathan. He will never forget about me. Now, is she referring to that man who is Johnny's actual dad? Or is she referring to her dad? That's what I was trying to figure out. I'm like, who is she referring to? So yeah. I at first I'm like, okay, she's talking about Jacob, but then I'm like, no, she could be talking about uh, Ed Flanders, the weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's like they, they said what happened to him. Yeah, at all, you know, shit. I, what did happen? I'm thinking they probably killed that nigga, but yeah, what happened to him? And Jacob smiles and leans in. He's like, you know, are we mad? We most certainly are, and they let it. I hate to say this, but I like their relationship more than Kate and Al. Like I just, I like everybody. Else. Everybody who's with Alice is just like the best. I love it. Um, I don't know, man. Final thoughts? What you, what you feeling like? What's? Yeah, this was uh, this was the best episode by far. Yes, same. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I, yeah, I loved it. I love this episode. This is my favorite. Episode five, hands down, is the best. We have gotten a great storyline. We like It's just great, period. Just, I, I don't know. I'm a fan, clearly. Um, okay, so MVP. Who gets your MVP for this episode? Who? Alice. Of course, same. Alice. Hands down. Alice. Um, an honorable mention for me would actually be would be the character of Johnny overall, even though he didn't get a, a lot of screen time. I think that he is clearly set, set up to be important, and he's important to Alice in a way that her boyfriend, Douglas Dogma, never was. So... And when I say Alice, I mean both. Alice and young Alice. That little girl played this fucking part. She did her shit. Um, so that's who I, I think both. I think Alice is my favorite too. Uh, who's who's your least favorite? Uh, least Jacob. Yep, same. Fuck that nigga. Fuck Jacob. Like, Man, that got me irritated. Mm-hmm. Yep, same. Um... Yeah, I'm not a fan. So, with this episode, what you, what you rating it? Um, this is, I give it a high, I give it a high nine. High nine. Okay. I'm with you, because we, we're going out of ten bats. I'm going to give it a solid nine as well, because this shit, this was my shit. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me. So, overall, how, how are you feeling about the... Do you have any difference in feelings from the pilot episode to now? Yeah, at first I was like, okay, um, pilot episode, I was like, this isn't bad, but I'm like, is it going to get better? Am I going to see something where I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And episode three, they were cool, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of digging this. Episode four was like, uh, and then they get to this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is what I was wanting. This mm -hmm. is what I was looking for. So, I mean, I mean, 
it is a huge difference. Yeah. And now that they've they've gotten that order for nine more episodes beyond the first thirteen. Mm-hmm. Waiting to see what they're gonna do. Yeah. No. No. Our, they're gonna focus heavily on this, the aspect of Alice. But I know, in like, kind of like the second half, there's gonna be there, there'll be another villain, another major one. Yeah. See, I'm scared. Um. Because with Black Lightning, Tobias has been the fucking big bad forever in the day. And me and Cole have discussed that on Black Lightning Matters, the uh, Carefree Black Nerd Black Lightning Review. And we've discussed that and how oh they're overusing him. But in this instance, I'm scared for anybody else to come in when Alice is gone because she's so compelling. What? Who oh, can? No. Hmm? I think. I think she will still be in there regardless, because in the comic, she's she's throughout, but she's kind of doing her own thing. She's kind of like chill at times. Mm-hmm. And she just goes off. Mm-hmm. She's around, I think. But they got to give... I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. Because it's just like you care with Tobias. Yeah. No, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. I, I, I like her, though, man. Ugh. I know this is like... Like now it's, hmm? Oh no, I, I said, I mean, it's episode five, so it's not like that for me now. But hmm. with Black Lightning, like you said, man, I, I fucks with Tobias. But, yes, man, yeah. that motherfucker like, is bad. This, but then I want somebody else. But then I'm like, no, nah, I don't want Tobias to go away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll say this much: my fan casting. If we could get Tobias. Alice, Tattoo Man. I don't know what the fuck. If we can get them three motherfuckers together, I don't know what the, if they're gonna rob a bank, take down a liquor stuff, huh? For a crisis, or just sure, yeah. All the villains teaming up, or just them. Like I feel like Tobias hates blacks, but he hates whites too. But Alice would like not give a fuck about that shit, and just be like, all right, motherfucker, let's still get this shit. Like I just. I like them. <laughs> I like them, man. And, and that's another thing. See, this is what did bother me on Arrow, right? I mm-hmm. think it's season six. And they focus heavily on Diaz. And I think, yeah, at the end of season six, it was kind of like it left on like a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. But I thought, see, at first I'm like, oh shit, they, they got him. They killed Diaz, but he just falls in the water. And season seven kicks in, mm-hmm. and half, damn near half of season seven, they're mainly focusing on Diaz. I'm like, all right, bro, I'm tired of this dude. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm, I, the way season six ended, I'm like, I thought he died. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. Um,. Made up for the new season. Oh my god! Yeah, so I'm hearing. I don't know if it's, so. How how is Arrow? This is the final season, right? Yeah. So is it like okay? This is a solid final season, or is it like oh, season three was better, or whatever? Oh, um, you know what? Because a lot of people, the way that is only episode four. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah episode four but from what a lot of people have agreed to so far even myself fam um i 
think the fall of Arrow came after the mid-season of season four when he fought when he fought Rick Raz Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Season four, that was the mid-season finale, and we were like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "This is crazy!" And it's like after that, Arrow kind of fell off. Yeah. And you know, like, man, when is this gonna pick back up? And it, you know, they kind of it gotten a little bit better with season seven and everything, but this season, season eight. This is on par with the first few seasons. Okay, okay, well, that's good. I wonder if, like, they changed up in the writer's room or anything. I wonder if they was like, all right, nigga, we got to go big and go home. Because <laughs> the price is coming up, they bought back They bought back Oliver's sister, which I was really hyped about. Mm-hmm. They, they bought back, uh, what's that Japanese girl, Tatsu. They bought her back. They bought okay. back Nessa and Talia Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yes. I'm like, all right. This is like how it first fucking started. Yeah. And I'm wondering, bring back more of the uh, the older characters. I hope. I hope they bring in uh, Slade. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, if it's the last season, go big or go home. Shit. God damn. Oh. If you just bring in Slade and you kind of write him, well, I don't know because on DC Universe with Titans, mm-hmm. using Deathstroke. So contractually, they can't use him for the CW. I forgot. Okay, well, better they better figure something out. Shit, this is the last fucking I season. I don't know because hey, look, uh, the Deathstroke that they got for Titans. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> he bad. He cold. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna get around to it eventually. Exactly like the Deathstroke from from the comics. So I'm like, okay, I ain't hating. Alright, shit. Well, uh, this has been Titans Talk. No, uh, <laughs> shit. Well, uh, huh? Oh, this is, we still recording? Yeah. What the? <laughs> yes, man. I'm a, I was, I'll probably cut that little, that little piece out. <laughs> but, shit. Oh, no, if you want to, you don't have to. Well, we, I mean, shit. You know, fuck it. Keep that shit in there. Y'all listen, if you made it this far, hashtag, uh, Knights fans, Knight and Gotham fan. I don't know, shit. But y'all, this has been <laughs> episode five of Knights and Gotham podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Rain Coleman, Carefree Blurred, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Hashtag KIG Pod, and I have with me like I do every episode, Sid Davis. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I Sid Davis. You can also follow my podcast page, which is at the Social Introvert Podcast. Um, I drop every Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Tune in, man. Yes, please do. So, of course, those links will be in the show notes. My links will be in the show notes before and after this show. At this point, I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing uh, No Shave November, National Novel Writing Month, all the other no's for November. I don't know what the hell is going on. I just know there is a show behind this one. There's a show in front of this one. Check those out as well, goddammit. Um, and then let us know what your thoughts were. Did you like this episode? Did you like this episode of Batwoman? Um, what are your thoughts? Answers to some of our questions. All that good shit. What about Arrow? What about Titans Talk? What about all that other shit we kind of went on a tangent about? Did you like that stuff? All that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. Meet you uh, back here. Same bat time, same bat station, whatever. <laughs> all right, y'all.